Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to save on what you need to make stylish updates to your kitchen and bathroom. We do it right too by offering Delta kitchen and bathroom faucets and accessories. Both feature spot shield technology so you don't have to worry about water spots and stains. Stop in today and save on Delta's Valdosta collection. It comes in a variety of finishes so you get the look that's right for you. Whatever project is next on your to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Back chat with Maria McCann. I love him in Poldark. I'm just obsessed by Poldark. I'm not even quite sure what the story of Poldark is. <laughs> Don't care. I've watched it for two years on a Sunday night. Just Beautiful rolling waves. Him and horses on the beach. And it's like, if somebody said, what's the story? Not quite sure. <laughs> I'm Miss Power, yeah, that's that's just that's what it is in the school, but they all know my name. Anyway, Tell them what they say when they meet you downtown. Well, Miss Girl. <laughs> I'm going to say that to you someday in town just because and I was actually thinking about that when we were talking like is your mom mom ma'am mammy ma you said ma'am I say ma'am back chat with Maria McCann welcome into this week's edition of back chat my guests are with me Karen Power Emily Brophy and Clodagh Power we have to start with the news as we're recording this the news um has broken that Sir Bruce Forsyth died. He was on Strictly. He was he's seventy. He had a seventy year career, Clodagh. Mm. He did. It's the career that I admire more than anything else. Like I know people say, sort of these annoying jokes and all those kind of things. Mm. But actually, he was. I think he started off in an old school style of entertainment. Um, you know, you had to dance, you had to sing, it's you had to vaudeville, be funny. Wasn't it? Exactly, it was kind of coming out mm. of that. And um, you know, he was actually really talented at very many things. I think if he only had sort of one skill that he had stuck to, he might have ended up being more famous or more successful in a way that kind of, you know, was more satisfying. But he mm. could have, like if you see him dance with Sammy Davis Jr. and he was like singing with, you know, some of the crooners who were her, his heroes. And mm. he really kind of spanned an awful lot. And I have to admit, I am a Strictly fan. I did like him. You know, I, I kind of, I like the sort of the silliness and the craziness of live TV because I'm not into perfection. I don't like mm. when things are all, everything is perfect <laughs> and we're going to read this and everything is so slick. You know, the madness, that's where that's where the magic happens, as they say. So, um, yeah, poor Brucey, I'm sure uh, Strictly will be kind of a slightly sadder place when they get going. I mean, he was a national treasure, wasn't, wasn't he, Karen? I mean, he was. I mean, it's nice to see you, to see you nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I don't watch Strictly, so. Mm. But by the, uh, listening to you talking about it, Claude, I think I'm going to be converted. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, live television and the whole and the mistakes. And it's a lovely show. Yeah, it yeah. is a lovely show. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's people learning something. You exactly. know, they're not just sort of sitting around a house and they're actually yeah. learning a skill each week. They have to come on and do a dance with a professional dancer who's teaching them. Okay. So, be, and yeah. there's all the glamour and the glitz and the sequence. Yeah. And but that's what's it. nice to see in those programmes is the progression. Because mm. say some of the singing programmes, people <coughs> can sing when they come on initially. Exactly. Obviously, they're honing in on their skills. But with dancing, generally, they start off with mm. no skills and probably two left feet. So it's interesting <laughs> to see it progress over the weeks. Yeah. I have two left feet. <laughs> I bet you don't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't think you would. Yeah. I'm not convinced there. No, <laughs> like somebody who can do either. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you can um, do one thing though, yeah. can't you? The catchphrase um, sound, oh, oh, sound yeah. effect. My talents now. I can go home. This has made my life. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I'm just gonna like record you on my phone, and you can be my ringtone. Yeah, every time you get a text message, you're going. Mm. <laughs> it was good, but it's not right. 
I think that was one of the, the few game shows that Bruce Forsyth didn't actually present. He, I did, know. he did a lot of game shows. He did a yeah. lot. And all the catchphrases came from those. And it's amazing how he sort of took them. They weren't the show's catchphrases, mm. even though they came from that. But he took them with them. And it, I don't know if you remember that very famous episode he did of um, Have I Got News For You? And everyone was like, Bruce is doing, or like, why? Mm. Where is that coming from? He was hilarious he got it he really did mm. and it showed mm. kind of a side of him maybe that we hadn't seen before you know he really was on the button and you know Paul Merton was there just looking on in admiration he loved mm. it but then he was doing all the higher lower and higher yeah. lower and all of those things like and they had no place whatsoever on a show like that but it just worked he, he made, made it work, work. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've also had leaving cert results and CAO offers and people preparing to go to college and I always think it's such a young age to be deciding your entire future. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think you could be 60 and still not know what you want to be or, mm. you know, close to that age. Um, but uh, I, I think there's so much weighted against them at that age to decide what you want to be. And possibly if they've done transition year, they've had two weeks of being in an office, maybe filing mm. or watching somebody yeah. work. And I don't know how you can get a whole... Um, career choice from those mm. couple of years obviously some people have a natural leaning towards if they want to be something definitive like a doctor or a nurse or a hairdresser or a carpenter <clears throat> you know exactly what you want to do but there's so much for them to explore I think at that age um, I know I certainly didn't know what I wanted to do when I was that age I probably still don't know yeah. actually I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out but um, there is a huge weight of expectation on their shoulders at that age Um I don't think I'd like to be back at that stage myself trying to figure it all out. Yeah. It's um, quite a burden, isn't it? It is. And I mean, you know, I, I teach and I see like the pressure that is on kids so young. Like, And it starts in fifth year. It starts in the mm. first couple of weeks of fifth year. I always feel so sorry for the fifth years when, in the first few weeks because it's just the weight of it all just mm. lands on them. And, you know, I, I, I think it's just there should be like a mandatory gap year mm. where you learn, you know, how to do sort of change your light bulb and you learn to, you know, change the wheel of the car and and you learn about and life. Learn about life. You learn about mm. taxes. You learn and then but you do like some community work or you go out and, you know, do something and mm. like that there's some some sort of way for people to experience life a bit because they're so focused and cosseted. And actually another thing, you know, that we've, we were talking about earlier was just about the idea of sport. So many girls giving up sport to concentrate on their studies and it's just it just feels so counterproductive and mm. like I'm you know I'm probably as guilty and a lot of teachers are saying well you have to do this and it, the time doesn't make it you know and there's 24 hours in that. a day and mm. you know you have to and <clears throat> one of the things I always say is that I'd love to be an educator rather than a teacher I'd love to have time and freedom but especially a subject like English yeah you'd want to be kind of going through you know these amazing books and you know all sorts of texts that you can come up with um, and unfortunately, then there's a, there's a system that, you know, mm. and we'd be doing them a disservice if we don't prepare them for it, you know, and it's so it, it sort of feeds that system. But I, I really wish it was different. It is a system that's at fault, isn't it, Karen? Oh, yes. And even listening to you, Claudia, you being a teacher, I just think the whole system should change and mm. should be much more open for everybody and for everybody's ability, you know. Mm. And I suppose I would have a passion for that being... Um, the mother of a child who has a learning difficulty um, called dyspraxia and it does affect your life and, and how you do things. But even beyond that, I think that it would give, I love the idea of a gap year, mm. you know, just um, that it gives people a chance like that to do community work, to learn about 
other people and other people's lives, you know, and how people see things. Um, and also change a plug. I mean, yeah. in all mm. fairness, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. there's <coughs> simple things, like mm. the basics. Uh, mm. uh, but I think it just gives people a chance. I often say about teachers now, oh, I publicly, uh, but I often say <laughs> that, you know, um, people who go into teaching, they have a natural ability in school. They're, they're good learners. They're fast. You know, they can uh, remember things. They can regurgitate it back. Then they go into college. They do well in college or in university and, and the whole lot. And then they go back into an institute again. Do you know what I mean? So it's a complete, mm-hmm. you know, where I think that if everybody had a chance to kind of get out there and, and, and spend a year fi- kind of finding yourself. I mean, yeah. I'm coming up to 50 now and I'm still looking for myself. Yeah. <laughs> We're all still <laughs> looking for ourselves. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, just to open people's minds to yeah. um, broader things. Exactly. Uh, and not to feel so pressured. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was uh, I was reading uh, the other night, the drop off uh, uh, by f- uh, by Christmas in, huge. in ITs is massive, right? Mm-hmm. And seemingly it's between 10 and 15% in universities. Mm-hmm. They're like, you sign up and you think you want to do politics and law or something and you get in there and you go I don't want to do this mm. and I've just mm. cost my mother a fortune I've got this accommodation in Dublin and I hate it mm. you know so it's and it's not even a subject yeah. you know sometimes you know? it's just the method of learning because we're trying to help them and you know I I I, like I don't spoon feed and I really try not to but the kids want you to and they want to like give me the answer and like in English I'm lucky because there isn't one answer do you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's room for that but all their other subjects yeah. there is an answer if they all have the same answer they all get the they same get points the points, in yeah. English it's not so it's very hard for them yeah. you know, they struggle with that but you're absolutely right you know it's just the idea of learning themselves, having to do the work themselves. Nobody saying, come on, this is the deadline, you know, you have to do this or have you done your homework yet or you're not allowed to watch telly until yeah. you do. And Yeah, to be so <laughs> adult at such a young age that if you are at law school or at medical school or whatever school that you're at, that your parents have scrimped and saved to send you there. They got yeah. you the accommodation, as you said, that's probably really expensive. And the pressure, I mean, I think that would be pressure for any one of us mm. yeah. to go and go, you know, this isn't for me. Mm. And to have the the confidence, I think, to go, this is my whole life. Sorry, Manda, but this is my whole life. And I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't want to do, yeah. I don't want to be a lawyer and I don't want, and I'm really sorry if I gave yeah. you the impression yeah. that I did, but I don't, I yeah. don't like it. And I want to draw a line under it now. I think every parent listening to this should say to their kid, if you don't like this, you come and tell me. Absolutely. Don't go through with this if you don't like it. Yeah, there's lots of mental health issues that go with it. Huge. You know, like Mm. the stress of, oh my God, my parents are, you know, putting this commitment into me and and they don't want to disappoint and they want to get all these, the new results now, H1s Mm. and H2s and all this. Like, it's a whole minefield and then they get this big result and then they have to make a decision to be something. Mm. I mean, Mm. You know, being indecisive, yeah. I could never decide what I wanted to be. I, were you like yeah. that? Emily? Completely indecisive. Um, and actually, I went for a pretty general course when I did my leaving cert. Um, I always had an interest in marketing, which was my interest here. I don't know where I picked it up from along the way. I used to try sell my mother's kettle back to her at home and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we traded it. All right. But um, so I actually did a degree in business because I felt it was broad and it wasn't because I was so forward thinking, thinking, oh, I'll do something that'll cover areas. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. There wasn't mm. a definitive um, stream that I wanted to go to. So I did a business degree. And actually halfway through when I had my certificate in business, I went to work and I worked full time. And I went back by night then to finish my degree. And it's so funny because when I did my certificate by day, I was there and I went and I partook, but actually most of my time was spent probably eating jelly dummies in the atrium <laughs> with my friends and seeing what was going on around the place. I was more interested in the social aspect of it. 
But then when I started to work, I realized actually what I wanted to do. And um, I began actually my working life in Waterford Crystal. And I'm still there now, actually, as a global marketing manager for the brand, which is what I wanted to do ultimately. Um, but I could see that progression for myself while I was there. But I went back by night then to do a degree, which took me a year longer, obviously, doing it by night. <clears throat> but when I went back, I was in my early 20s and... Lots of my peers in the class were actually in their 40s or 50s, even their 60s, some of them. And it was brilliant because I got lots of life experience from those people, Mm -hmm. people who had been in industry. And they brought so much back to the classroom, actually, Mm -hmm. that you could learn from them and even your presentation skills, things like that. You were learning from people who actually had experience. So you didn't just learn from your lecturer, you learned from your peers and the Mm -hmm. groups that you were in. And, uh, And it was only when I started working that I actually discovered what it was I wanted to do. And like Clodagh mentioned, you kind of have to get a feel for what you like um, be it people or books or craft mm. or doing or working with your hands <clears throat> and it was when I began to work I knew there were certain areas that I like to do um, and I like working with people is one of the key mm, things yeah. that I love to do and I like meeting people and my job allows me to do that now I do travel quite a lot with my job and it's only as I go along I'm experiencing that and even within the world of marketing at the moment you see all the changes that come so I'd be probably more old school in my thinking but obviously social media is a huge thing now e-commerce is a huge thing and I'm continuously learning so I'm doing courses in that at the moment and it's always going to be growing and learning and evolving exactly and and I think that's really important to realise that things do change along the way and actually one of my best friends that I went to college with he then went on to um, do his HDIP then become a teacher so Mm -hmm. he went the complete other way to me so it's interesting it's only as you go along Mm -hmm. that you actually learn what you want to be and you find also that <clears throat> when you went back at night that you were more passionate at night because you were working during the day. Do you know what? A hundred percent, Karen. Yeah. I, I used to go to work in the morning and mm. whatever, start to work at half eight. I didn't go home after work. I used to sit at my desk do my assignments or my study, whatever I needed to do. I actually wanted to do it. Mm. I used to laugh because I think I can do a 40-hour working week, still have your social life and go to college and yeah. get your results. My results were much better yeah. by night than they were by yeah, day yeah. because you were I wanted to be there yeah. and I actually enjoyed it and I felt invested in what I was doing. Mm. Whereas when I left school initially, like that, I felt that everything was in a box for me. So you went to Irish in the morning, English in the afternoon mm. and yeah. people managed things for you. And then you went to college and you kind of expected it to be the same way and it wasn't I think people get a little bit lost in the the new system and the new way and I was just turning 17 starting college not that Mm. it's an excuse I mean it's only a a year in the difference between being 17 and 18 but I was very much a baby I felt going to college and I didn't have any life experiences it's it's, it's real flip you know from being in school to being in college exactly yeah but don't Um, parents have mm. to kind of Get off the university train. Definitely. As if it's the, like it's the be all and end all. Definitely. For a start, if they focus. study as a mature student, it won't cost you half as much. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, that's yeah. sensible. But don't be, if, if your child is not a failure if they don't go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I'm sort of, in some ways, I'm kind of a, a proponent of the education system and then a bit of a critic as well, because I was sort of one of those people who was sort of channeled into, you know, I was just saying, like, I was I was practically 40 in my head when I was 20 <laughs> yeah. because I did, you know, you do all the sensible things. Now, I, you know, I look at the kids and, and then eventually, sort of a couple of years ago, I went to London for a few years and I trained as an actress and that's what I've always wanted to Brilliant. do. And I'm kind of becoming much more creative and trusting my creativity a little bit more. I love that you did you that. Know, yeah. But it's the people who didn't follow the dream 
that yeah. I feel really sorry for. And like, I, here I am back trying to, you know, make a living doing the same job that I did before. And but like, you'll that's have the no reality. regrets because you got to do the things that you mm-hmm. wanted to do. And, and I probably will again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing is that you realise, and because that, that's it was what you were saying, Emily, that really kind of made me think about that, that things will always change. And I think we kind of prepare kids for a certain life for, um, you know, everything fits in a box and there are right ways to do things. There are millions of right ways to do things. There's millions of wrong ways and they're just as good as the right ways. Mm -hmm. You just love to be able to just say to them, okay, it's really good. And I think the skill of learning is something that we do really well here and having taught a bit in England as well, they don't do that as much. And so kind of, I think maybe the students in in the UK are not maybe as, as, able to learn Mm. and that's really what we're doing is we're just training them to learn whatever they want to learn in the future but we get so kind of caught up on that and it's funny you should say that because I had a lecture in college and he was great and I remember one day he came in and it was say like the first year of our degree and he said okay when you leave here you have a degree you have a degree in nothing he said it just shows a propensity to learn and I thought that's really good because it doesn't make you an expert at anything none of us are experts at the end of the day but it just shows an ability to actually as you said earlier absorb information and probably regurgitate it it. Yeah, yeah. Did you have I remember I went back to education uh, I was uh, initially when I left school I became a travel agent and I went and did diploma and travel and the whole lot and I spent 20 years in that went on to manage budget travel in Waterford and then things happen in your life and I had mm-hmm. to go back to education Yeah, and I remember walking into the class and it was a special needs course I was uh, in to do I remember thinking oh my god like I never wanted to go back into a classroom. That yeah. wasn't uh, yeah. something I wanted to do. So, uh, and, and it changed like, I mean, that was what, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And now I work in education. I work in adult education yeah. Yeah. from that. That You know, I I'd lo- I love people to know that there is loads of ways of skinning that cat yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's loads of choices that you make in your life. And, and, and the then, best way to learn you know, is when you want to learn, exactly. where you will sit at your desk yeah. after work is finished to do those mm. assignments. Probably that you've been saying, I can't wait to start my assignments. What school kid is really, yeah. 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 It has ever gone, I can't wait to do my homework. Yeah, you know, no, no, so And I was never yeah. like that. I mean, mm. I'd rather look out the window, watch the magpies and wave at them than actually sit yeah. down and do what you're Absolutely. meant to do. But yeah. Yeah. it does change it. when you want to mm. do it. Yeah. yeah. Parents want the best for Absolutely. their kid. And everyone thinks that a university yeah. degree, and and the you get a well-paying job. Actually, you don't anymore. Mm. Yeah. Loads yeah, of people with university true. degrees who have no, can't get work anywhere. Mm. But it, the, just maybe if everybody just, there's different ways of doing things. Yeah. You don't there's have to, and life is more important Absolutely. than degrees. And it's even, you know, yeah. the way you make your living, you spend enough time doing it, so you might as well bloody love it. Well, like, that's exactly, exactly You'll it. never work another day. If you love your job. love it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I can see you there with everything <laughs> <Yeah>. set up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so true though. But it, it, it is true, yeah. yeah. And you have to love what you do. I mean, you spend so much of your life, yeah. your day and your life doing mm. what you're getting paid yeah. to do but yeah. I mean you have to be invested in it in a, a personal way mm, as well absolutely. and that's what gets you, you, you through it. Know, I have to tell you this I was uh, cycling yesterday on the Greenway mm. and uh, here I am going along anyway next minute I see this guy with a net right yeah you know like uh, I all I thought was Ina Blight remember oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to stop right straight away stopped anyway and I said excuse me <laughs> What are you doing? I said, are you, um, are you catching butterflies, you know? And he said, uh, yeah, he said, um, I am. He said, I said, are you, you know, are you into that or whatever? Oh, I work um, in the college. He said, I work for the Bi- uh, Biodiversity, Biodiversity Ireland, oh, right? Wow. 
where else was I? Oh, I'm on my day off, he said. And he said, uh, I just love this, he said. And, and I said to myself, look at that man, yeah. full of his passion, like yeah. his butterflies. Yeah. So, of course, I said to him then, I said, do you give talks about butterflies? And he said, and I told him then I was after writing these books, yeah. Butterfly Barn mm, and exactly. Butterflies. Yeah. And he said, what kind of books? Oh, women fiction novels, I said, you know. And I said, but he said, and what does the butterfly mean? Oh, change, I said, breaking mm. out and yeah. changing your life and all this. And he goes, oh, <laughs> okay, I right, Karen, have those moments, right? <laughs> yeah. And then next minute he said, and he started to tell me about the butterflies, right? And he told me about, see, that's a male butterfly flying along. Because that butterfly is now flying, looking for the women. This is brilliant, right? <laughs> yeah. And now he said, they're female butterflies because they're just, see the way they're popping in and popping out and popping in? They're looking for a nesting place. Well, honest to God, lads. Wow. Yeah. Here I was. I would have to give talks to these women's groups because I have these women's groups that I do for the ETB, you know. Your next yeah. book, The Butterfly and, uh, Catcher. The Butterfly Catcher. <laughs> and he was kind of handsome as well. Oh, like, <laughs> I put him on the cover. here first. It's amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like here he was on his mm. day off. Yeah. Enjoying himself, exactly. and you know, yeah. of course, I was just going, "Oh my god, like, butterfly net!" <laughs> but just, isn't that what we should foster in children? Absolutely. What are they passionate? Never mind giving them grinds if they're crap at maths. Exactly. Never yeah. mind doing all of that. Their passion. Just watch them and see what lights this child's yeah. eyes up. What exactly. does this child want to do? And try and foster that and encourage mm. that. Don't kill that passion in this yeah. child because it's not. You're not going to get a good job like looking at that acting nonsense. You exactly. know? No, but yeah. it's funny. It is yeah. the, the little seeds that they show mm. when they were younger. Actually, I was listening to Tom Jones the other day on Desert Island Discs and oh, he yeah. was just saying that when he was a little boy that he can remember being like three or four and just loving singing and wanting to perform. And he said he'd close the sitting room curtains around him and he'd say to his mother, <laughs> will you, uh, I won't do the Welsh accent. <laughs> she, she'd open the curtains and uh, I think Woodward was his surname originally oh, before he became Jones. And she'd say, introducing Tommy Woodward. And he said he'd only sing if people introduced him properly. And he loved that whole thing. That's but he amazing. was a tiny little boy. Yeah. And he just knew. He, he just went yeah. on to be. Now I know yeah. lots of kids will sing behind the curtain and they might up to be an electrician or something I don't know but, but it doesn't matter those yeah. seeds are there when they're Absolutely. young and that's kind of what yeah. they, they draw on isn't it Absolutely. and then there's a bunch of kids going to be starting school now I don't remember starting school but I apparently do. I sailed in and went to see him uh, whereas yeah. my brother who was four years older when he started was hysterical really <laughs> like absolutely hysterical yeah. it's um, funny Maria when my my three older sisters and the eldest is eight years older than me so she was my sisters went to school in Tremor and when Rebecca was going into secondary school, she wanted to go to the Ursula and all her friends were going blah, blah, blah. So my mother used to drop her in and Vanessa and Elizabeth were still in Tremor school. So they'd go up there. Mama dropped Rebecca into the secondary school and I asked her every day, please, can I go in? Please, 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 can I go in? And I was three, so I would have turned four at the end of November. And my mother, obviously I was too young to go. Marion Hayden actually yeah, said, yeah. do you know what, Betty, why don't you just leave her in? Because she'd be crying by half ten and she'll never <laughs> ask you again. Yeah. So my mother called my bluff one day. I said, can I go in? And uh, please, please, can I go in? And she said, OK, yeah, go on. So she sent me in and Marion said, come back in an hour and the tears and she would want to go. No. So my mother came back and she was like... And uh, <laughs> is Emily there? I was like, I'm not going. And I was literally rooted to the seat. I was like, this is great. People were so lovely. I had a dress on. Everybody else had a uniform. They're like, well, oh, your dress yeah. is lovely. She, that was great. <laughs> you're lovely. And people had sweets and their lunch and they were giving me bits of it. And I thought, why would I want to go home and watch my mother peel vegetables for the rest of the I day? Know. I'm going to stay. That's amazing. So I stayed and I didn't stay back or anything then. Mm. Obviously, we transitioned here in secondary mm. school. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I just remember loving school and the whole environment. Yeah. It can be a big yeah. jump, but oh, I can't even imagine the idea of, you know, sending children into 
primary school. I mean, the little ones. It must yeah. be. It must be tough. Oh, yeah. yeah. The uniforms oh, that are like big enough yeah. for them to grow, grow into. into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the school bags and the I was lunch looking at my confirmation and... photograph the other day. I'd say I'd still get into the uniform. You know, when your mother buys yeah, a confirmation yeah, yeah, yeah. and the skirt so long that you're completely lost. It's like, you're you get her to six years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, and then there was the uh, DCU study that came out recently that has found that kids of 12, they can't run, they can't jump or catch a ball. And the reason for this is there's an over-reliance on electronic things, like they're just playing on games and iPads and all of that. But also that parents are overprotective and they're not letting them do anything, which I think is sad because like mm. part of growing up is... You know, you fall, yeah. you cut your leg, you don't end up dead. You get a cut and you get a plaster and your mother kisses it better and you go off with yourself. <laughs> you don't and, like... and you learn by doing it. Yeah. You know, I fell into the fire once. I never fell in a no. second time. <laughs> oh my God. It happened once. It never happened again. <laughs> There's Emily in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Take her out. We've just had uh, all the cousins over, you know, um, from the, uh, Michael's family. They're all kind of everywhere. So they all arrived and we all went up the mountains. We went in to the Man Falls you know oh, the river yeah, and we climbed along stepping stones and so we, lovely, now, I'm not it? joking mm. we came home drowned from head to toe it <laughs> rained do you know when you're on ho- when, when your family come on holidays they don't seem to care that the sun doesn't shine yeah. Yeah. and it's like nine o'clock you know it's pouring rain and let's go jump off the pier in Boat Strand <laughs> yeah. and I'm looking out the window going are they serious and then I yeah. shout Lads, we're going to jump off now. Here, can you hear my voice? Lads, we're going to jump off the pier. Are we? Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. The cousins are going. <laughs> but like, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, do, I think that, well, in, 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 for me anyway, my kids are very active. So hmm. um, we're inclined to kind of go do things and, yeah. and be active. So it's yeah. very hard to know. And I, you were saying earlier about your nieces and nephews. Yeah, and exactly. They're active, you know. But I, I are, think yeah. to, like, you know, kids do what they're allowed to get away with, like anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the world changed a little bit. I mean, I was practically a feral child. Like, I mean, I'd be out around the country no, and I was in Dungarvan, you know, and it was sort of out the country a little bit and sort of, you know, eating berries off the trees and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And now it's just, it is hard for parents to let their kids do that because the world is, it is, it's it's not, is not yes. a safer place. Yeah. But at the same time, like I did this little um, experiment with second years. Uh, so they're 14, 15 year olds. And um, we did a tech free Tuesday and they had to go home in the evening. And like, so they finished school at four and but turn off their phone at 6.30. So they had a bit of time to be on their phone and to do all of that. But the amount of questions and preparation that had to happen for this really? Tuesday, they were like, but if I, I'm going to something and how do I get picked up? I was like, you just tell your parents what time you're going to be there. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like That's the amount really of them who did it, and it was yeah. really interesting because they resisted it and then I was able to give them answers for, you know, to get around all of the things that they couldn't manage yeah. without. Um, and some of them, one of them said, I spoke to my family instead of mm-hmm. doing that. One went for a walk with her sister who'd had a baby and they were out walking the baby in the stroller. Um, another made Rice crispy Buns, you know, and another who is a, a writer, she said she spent a bit of time writing something. Another did some drawing. Like, so there are all those opportunities, all that imagination, mm-hmm. all those opportunities to make mistakes, yeah. which is basically what we've been talking yeah. about, really. Yeah. You know, all of those opportunities 
um, are taken away from them when they're kind of so held into the tech. Look, my phone they, is right beside know, me. I know exactly yeah. where it is. But I'm they, as guilty you as know, anyone else. you know a life without it. Exactly. Mm. They don't. Well, exactly. that's the advantage yeah. though. We know both sides of it. And yeah. actually, apart from the fact then that they get the walk and they get to be creative and they get to learn as mm. they go along, also for their heads and their mental health exactly. it's so much better. Mm. Like the images of perfection, like you look at Instagram oh, yeah. and Facebook and those kind of things. I actually deleted Facebook from my phone because I found like that I could you sit could into the hours, sofa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Walk in from work and look at something mm. and then an hour later you're still looking at something yeah. do you feel any better absolutely no, not no, and exactly. then there's the fear of missing out and all this nonsense that they mm-hmm. talk about but I mean I call it fake book because there's nothing on <laughs> yeah. it and I'm guilty of it myself if I go yeah, somewhere absolutely. I'll put up you know I don't I don't do that now but I'm just saying you can put up I'm here I'm there yeah. everywhere. Yeah. nobody says like I'm absolutely miserable today or, <laughs> I mean you don't want to go on and read that either but but Instagram I look at it and let's say even the makeup with young people nowadays oh my God. like it actually actually frightens me when I see mm. it and I was talking to a lovely lady but didn't lady. we all do that no really? see I'm a no makeup person <laughs> never ever never wow I mean only on stage I, it, for me makeup is work it's something that I'm doing so and like you know I mean I have massive spots here on my face this morning no, no you don't but, but even if I cut well I do but I don't care <laughs> yeah but you know what I mean like I don't like and if like you see because again working with young girls and like they obviously get spots and they try and cover it up with the makeup and we have a no makeup rule in school yeah. and that mm. can be really tough for a lot of them but like why makeup has so much to do with confidence I don't know mm. and because like you know if I put makeup on this this morning all you'd see is just kind of like you know like <laughs> flesh you just see pimples. it yeah exactly it's just like they're still there you know yeah, they're not yeah. going away honey beige pimples exactly yeah <laughs> why not you know I think more porcelain actually my porcelain would be my but um, yeah I mean like we should be imperfect and it's something that like as I said in school you know for work I don't wear makeup either and I think it's important that girls get to see people Mm. who don't Mm. and they kind of go yeah my face is a mess today girls you know that's what life's about well I wear makeup on my face is a mess every day (laughs) (laughs) you asked the question did we not all do it you're right I mean we did all experiment with makeup and whatever we probably had our heather shimmer lipsticks and whatever we wore at the time but um, but it was different like I remember my Debs even like it was literally I I got my hair done which was horrific some sort of like worms on your head that you had done these upstyles don't go there with the Debs but but I'd say like my my makeup took about like five minutes to Mm. do because you put on a bit of foundation a bit of mascara and that was it I was talking to a lovely lady the other day in Super Value and she told me that her daughter takes four hours to get ready for a night out yeah Yeah, that there's this like contouring and sculpting yeah I had Trishana Archer from Beat Breakfast on this a while back yeah and she was saying that she a bunch of like and these are 16, 17 Mm. year olds when they're going out they go into Inglot yeah. And get their makeup done and it's like yeah. I can't remember it's 25 or 35 quid mm. every week yeah, yeah. I know to get I mean we wouldn't done. have had 25 for the exactly. whole night out no, no, back then yeah. I remember going yeah. out at the Fiverr but I know there are different times as well yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you can't compare but like in terms of that level of indulgence on yourself too. I think they really are under yeah. a lot more pressure mm. than we ever were Mm. you know 12, 13 year olds caked yeah. in makeup yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, apparently there was a funny incident the with a, a disco a sort of a 14 mm. kind of year old disco and uh, they all showed up with all their contouring and all this kind of stuff mm. but under the like that looks fine on screen yeah because that's really where it comes from yeah. but they were all down there and they all had like you know shadows and, <laughs> oh and like in real life they all looked like you know badly made up drag queens yeah. and yeah. it was just like because that I mean like that is that's where that's, the contouring, that's contouring comes contouring from, from. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so queens, yeah. and it's mostly for screen or for stage or with lights and all these sort of 14 year old girls showing up with kind of like you can, nobody can do shadows unless you're getting a full light in your face exactly yeah. you're not going to be able to pull it off yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah exactly it's just apparently it's theatrical as you say yeah well when 
the show's over, I'll show you my Deb's photograph and you'll probably laugh for 20 minutes. I couldn't show you while you're here because you'd laugh too much. But it's definitely, uh, definitely a change well done. Most of them, I mean, they are stunning. You see oh, some of them yeah. really beautiful but you can't the take thing, from them. Like, but, yeah. mm. but that fresh face just looks so much better They'd on be young people. They'd be beautiful anyway, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to cake my my face and makeup. Now, I would have been, say, 20. I wouldn't have mm. been 17 yeah. or 18. Mm. But when you get control of yourself... One of the things, like you're, you, if I was 14 or 15, my mother would have said, get up and upstairs and wipe that off. When yeah. you get control of yourself and if you want to put polka dots all over your face, nobody <laughs> can say anything to you yeah. that you just go, oh yeah, I'm totally in control of this. But and did you, you break know? out the Elizabeth Arden honey page and I could have literally dragged a nail through my face. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have left this channel. It would have been like, you know, one a of cavity. those. cavity. Yeah. And that was really cakey, oh, that was yeah. yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a little sponge and like, thinking, oh, it was heavy. Did you notice that it the 14, 15 year olds are caking on the makeup and then by the time they get to 18, 19 they're yeah. all they are, they're better at it or yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're not as into it they're looking at the young ones and but they're saying the things like teach look them. at those 14 year olds they're horrified at the 14 yeah. year olds yeah. at, you know I've noticed that I'm just thinking like thank God they do actually team it yeah. all the beauty gurus yeah. teach them yeah. how to do their makeup like pros mm. yeah. like there's nothing that you can't learn about but actually do you know what it kind of goes full circle back to what we were saying about you know kids not running and jumping and catching a ball and I think something that's really important is that like if we wanted to figure that out for ourselves mm-hmm. it's trial and error now you have a YouTube tutorial that's showing you how to do everything. Everything. So nobody kind of learns through that. Nobody figures these things yeah. out. And, you know, because the YouTube tutorials will show you a particular style. Mm. And that's probably what you might stick with. And even though they can search for any style they want, they don't know what styles are out there. We all yeah. had like, you know, a few channels and whatever. Yeah. And you had to watch whatever or was people on. people to copy. Or people Whereas to everybody talk looks to. the same exactly. now. Like exactly. everybody looks like yeah. the Kardashians or, exactly. you know, yeah. there's no diversity of mm-hmm. who to follow. Like I mean, when I would have been growing up, like Toya Wilcox would have been around. Yeah. And like she was so quirky and Cindy Lauper and yeah. then Madonna was there with a different look um, every week. Exactly. Yeah. And they were all people that you could sort of emulate. Everybody looks the same now. They all have that same dress. Dragon yeah. makeup on, and um, they have the pouch. Yeah, yeah. the pouch. <laughs> yeah. Nobody smiles anymore, which I yeah, can't I do. Well, I just look like it's like, like when injured. you think about photographs, even like say when we would have had our debs or whatever different milestones in your life, a disposable camera or your parents' yeah. camera, mm. and the excitement of when you went to the chemist to have them developed and see what was in there. You know, yeah. and you never yeah. knew yeah. what now was going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you'd see a genuine smile on yeah. some mm. things. Uh, actually. Um, I put a picture on Instagram recently of my father and I. It was actually to tease Vanessa because we're always joking about <laughs> how I'm his favourite. And it was just one of the two of us just, just laughing, right? And uh, and I looked terrible in it. But it, loads of people actually said to me, I don't mean, loads of people said to me, I don't mean that. No, but yeah, said, yeah. That's a nice photograph because you're actually just laughing in exactly. it. Genuinely yeah. having fun. Not this like... You know, like, you know, here's me and dad. He's so happy. And the apple of his eye. You know, it's just, it just goes too far with the whole posy pose. And you don't know what people look like anymore. It's a standard issue, as you said, with the the pouch and that. It's been like how to pose, how to stand, how to, you know, find your angles. Like, I'm not going to be a model. I just want to take a bleeding picture. It's like when you say how to there. Like, there's a great thing I saw online, which was um, how to be beach body ready. Step one. Put on your bikini. Step two, go to the beach. Perfect. Exactly. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely. And that's kind of how we should live. Yeah. Yes. You know, there doesn't have to be all these. This has to be perfect, perfect. Exactly. You know? Speaking of um, mums and dads and everything, what do we think of the trend? This was discussed recently as well of 
your kids calling you by your first name. <laughs> hmm. One part of the argument is that the mothers don't like their children to call them mummy or whatever because they feel old makes them feel old. So they're, oh. they want to be the, they're friends with their child. Oh. How do you make an eye roll sound on a podcast? Because my <laughs> eyes are just rolling back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the new sound. That's the sound for everything. Everything, yes. everything. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> you just have like, to guess what it is. I'm just kind of like, my eyes are just like going so far back in my head. I don't think they'll ever come back because it's just like, you know, yeah, like you're having children. It's a choice you make. Yeah. And it's a wonderful like, thing. And well, this thing of is. feeling old, how can you feel old? Because you could be a mother at 16 exactly. or 45. And the only uh, you know, person who can ever ma'am is your yeah. child. Yeah. So yeah. it's a special kind of, it's a real connection. I was listening to a discussion about it and one of the kids came home from when she started school. She came home from school and started calling her mother. She previously called her mummy um, and she started calling her mother by the mother's first name. And the mother was going, that's weird, like straight home mm. from school. And then so she said it to her one day, like, why? How come you started calling me? Because you're my best friend. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Which is You can see the logic in that from a child's point of view, that, you know, <laughs> yes. who's your best friend? My ma'am. But the idea that, you know, having your children call you mother, like you say, what did you have mm. them for? Like, I know, exactly. Yeah. Why didn't you get it? And also, I dog? worked with my, I worked with my mother. Yeah, exactly. I worked with my mother and she was also the secretary of the school. Which would be my first choice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. My mother was the secretary oh, no. of the school. So when I was in school, I obviously called her Mrs. Power because that's what she had, you yeah. know, that's yeah. what everyone else called her. Mm. And then also then when I came back as a teacher, it was sort of like, you know, I'd have to call her by her first name because... It, that's what the other staff members were doing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It would be so strange. It would, it would be strange yeah. in the work environment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I, I mean, call her all sorts of other names when she's at home. <laughs> yeah. Them, as I she can't does even me. imagine that, like working with your mother, what yeah. would you call them? And it's just, it's just, but I suppose we've always, when you have a sort of professional line, whatever that might be, because she's been a school secretary even when I wasn't in the school, and mm. you always knew that, like, you know, even her friends who were teachers, they were one name, you know, in one mm. place and one name something somewhere else. Like, yeah. and that's, well, that's it, kind too. of, yeah. yeah. Are you Miss Power or do you? I'm Miss Power, yeah, that's coded. that's just, that's what it is in the school, but they all know my name anyway. Tell them what they say when they meet you downtown. Well, Miss Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that to you someday in yeah. town, just well, because. Yeah, well, Miss Girl. <laughs> oh, that's gas. That's a very Waterford expression if you're listening in any yeah. other part of the country going like, what? Yeah. Um, it's very much a Waterford thing. Um, but I, I just, I kind of don't get it. I don't get mm. why that you wouldn't want your child to call you mother. And even for kids, I guess, like your parents, it's kind of a comfort thing too, isn't it? It's a totally unique relationship. Isn't it? Like whether it's your mum and dad or your mum and dad or mummy and daddy, whatever you like to call them. But it is kind of that bond that you have between your parents and Mm. yourself. And it's a a comfort thing. Even I have a niece and um, she calls me Mimi, right? It it just transpired and she was younger. Emily, not the most difficult name, but she called me Mimi. And she loves that. And Mm. even as she gets older, she's That's her special thing with you. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of her little bond. And actually, one of her friends was in the back of the car last week and she called her Mimi. And I looked because I heard silence and there was this, I can't do a look on air, obviously, <laughs> but this death stare at her friend. And I thought, why have they gone so quiet? And she said, sorry, what did you just call her? She said to her friend. <laughs> and she said, Mimi. And she said, no, she's my Mimi. And it was, she was so protective. <laughs> oh, wow. She said, her name is Emily and she's a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is your niece? Eight. <laughs> 
Brilliant. I thought it was so funny. And I, I was actually thinking thinking about that when we were talking. Mm. Like, is your mom, mom, ma'am, mammy? Yeah. Ma. You said yeah. ma'am. Yeah. I say ma'am. Ma- as I got older. <laughs> <laughs> and Winnie, I know you. You're yeah, lovely. Yeah, you know? she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a good one, Claudia, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> I did. What was yours, Emily? Mam and dad. Mam and dad. Yeah. yeah. And then we might say, did you ring daddy or did you ring mammy? But yeah. you never call them mammy to their face. I know that sounds funny, mm. but it's... Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, I'd say, hi, mam, hi, dad. But then yeah. I'd say, you know, did you ring daddy? Did you ring mammy? It just yeah. it works yeah. that way. But the mum thing is completely alien to me. And I think this generation, I see my nieces and nephews yeah, call mom, their mum yeah. or mummy. Or mum. Or mum. Yeah, it's you an American, American thing. Yeah. 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 It's not mum. It's not mum. Come on. Mom. M-O-M. Mom. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The amount of kids I hear is going like, and first of all, I was thinking, let's say, Jesus, loads of Americans around. Then they're going, hold on. Actually, in that instance, I'd rather the child call me Emily than call me mom. I mean, oh gosh, if I had a child, I'd call you think of it, they have access to so much American things. You have to seep through. Yes. Mm. Um, talking about that actually weren't they all the American accents in Ireland now mm. children with these these little hybrid accents yeah. that should be slapped out of them absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the, you know they're obviously they're open to so many more influences than we would have been you know mm. and mm. that that's where they get in this sort of hybrid because there was remember the home and away Irish Australian hybrid yeah. Where oh, we all yeah. started talking, home and away is an Australian soap, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> People that watch television. And you know that box in the corner of your television <laughs> yeah. that all your children love. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> but I'm trying to write at the moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm closeting myself and then, oh no, I have to say yesterday I cheated altogether. I sat down and I watched episode after episode after episode of Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. You're saying yeah. So I was guilty. Yeah, yeah mm. I, and I loved it. Yeah, thinking, yeah. I'd love to catch up now when I go home. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be writing. Yeah, well, oh, good you need a break too. Yeah, yeah do you find it. it easy to write? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I just disappear into it, you know. So yeah, I do. I, I could. I don't even know what's. Is, is this next. book easier than the first one? Yeah, it is easier now. I think it, when I was writing first, I didn't really know anything about writing, mm. so I was just. Writing. writing, yeah, the <laughs> story. But now that I've learned a lot more about writing now, I'm looking at the technicalities, sometimes mm. too much. Yeah. And uh, this editor at the moment now has me driven, cracked, <laughs> right, with uh, all his rules about technicalities. And mm. then Michael says to me, why don't you just write the way you write? Exactly. <laughs> don't be listening to him. Mm. No, 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 no. Uh, no, his points are very good. I'm going on all this, but beats, I mean. You know, they talk about, oh, yeah. Yeah, beat. a beat. That's a, a sort of a dramatic kind a of dramatic thing. dramatic beat, yeah. yeah so really? there's, a, there's a space. It's like that. That's a beat. It's kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? On it's a that page. Wish. On a page, yeah. 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 Or then the other thing now, Claudia, you've been an English teacher. Here's another thing, right? That you shouldn't say, um, the dog is in the kennel, uh, said Mary. Mm. Right? You should mm. say, the dog is in the kennel, Mary said comma as she did something yeah. that's the beat yeah. giving her an okay. action mm. right Yeah. and all of this and I'm kind of going okay oh, she said said she is babyish or said Mary is mm. babyish yeah. you have to ch- change it around so all these little kind of yeah, yeah Maria's like, looking at me going Wah. that sounds like it's spoiling the fun totally yeah, yeah so I'm kind of going oh, would you not just write and go oh, yeah. you're the editor you fix all that shit well, that's too expensive. Yeah, exactly. That's what they don't. They they'll just say, "Oh, we won't publish an hour, you." Thanks no very thanks. much. Yeah. Free for yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, I've been doing a little bit of writing myself, and it's kind of you know, as I said, this is kind of my first real foray into it, and it can be so freeing not knowing anything. Oh yeah, and not having any rules oh, to, to go to. You know what I mean? And so I think it's 
you know, again, it's sort of it's those it's making those mistakes. It's yeah. learning mm. from those things. And, um, you know, and that's what drafts are for. Oh, you know, exactly. You just yeah. get it down in the first draft and then you go back and then you, and then you can add the technicalities. And I think you know. if you have to think about those while you're writing, that's a you nightmare. just never do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'm looking at your story down it. and then go back and rewrite it. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm yeah. 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 I remember thinking like, I'm glad I didn't know all of that before mm. the story was there because otherwise the story would never happen. Yeah, it never happen. No, exactly. And then you have to market the book. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes, we have, <laughs> we have our little publishing Hi, house going on Hi, here. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you want this to work? <laughs> but you know, what will the next generation do when they sit down and you talk yeah. about Mary said or said Mary as she whatever? Mm. Yeah. Now we have the next generation that can't spell yeah. your dinner is ready because yes. uh, mm. they don't know how to use apostrophes and commas and the whole lot. Yeah. And then you're going to have people who have your dinner is ready you are because yeah, they can't yeah, write yeah, exactly. anymore they can't yeah, spell, they can't with spell. The, the text I'm actually a little bit old fashioned like that when I text people mm. I use yeah, me too. full words and my phone I don't know if any of your phones are doing this but it's driving me mad it's, it seems to be like more than just predictive text is it's deciding what you want to say exactly. even though you have typed exactly what you want to I say I put in yeah. well and it auto corrected to we apostrophe yeah. ll yeah. and I was like no, no I, want I actually to want to say well, well because yeah. I'm Watford well miss well miss Kyle but I've said Mary as she went into the book centre. <laughs> <laughs> I would like I always pride myself on my proper texts and I have capitals and I have punctuation and I mm-hmm. totally old school it. Mm-hmm. And I've I've read back some of the texts before I copped that my phone started to do this, even yes. possessed piece of thing that it is. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. I look like I've had a stroke or something and I yeah. just, I can't, I'm not even texting my words. Like, I don't know where, it just, it's, and it's more than As just the ambulance it. pulls up outside your house <laughs> you send these texts. Exactly. Yeah. Send Mary. <laughs> but you know, it is important though that even in your text language that you do kind of keep up mm. those standards mm. for yourself because no. you fall yeah. out of the habit and you know writing and oh you know as well mm. teaching mm. English and writing English that it's important to, to keep up the standards. Like I see so many emails now like with thinks at the end of it, an exclamation yeah. mark THX with yeah. an exclamation yeah. sorry what I also really dislike when people that you don't really know that well call you lovey oh, oh I hate yeah. it yeah any, any kind of human that love. particular one yeah mm. no it, it, it's that lovey yeah mm. no love you know that um, right love um, hon yeah. or you know could you just it's do that to me lovey yeah. yeah some kind of yeah. it is yeah, yeah. some of us forget ugh. people's names and that's why we <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> what do we think about Daniel Craig being back as Bond? Oh yes, please. <laughs> For a hundred oh, million. No. I don't know how much. I, I don't know how. I don't yeah. care. I think he's. I think he's a fantastic Bond. I remember seeing Skyfall. That was, I think, one the last one that I saw in the cinema. No. And it was just. Oh, I thought he was amazing. I think he's a really good actor as well, he but he's so hot. I'm actually waiting for, well, I was hoping that this time Aidan Turner might be the next yeah. Bond and I can't wait for that to happen. Oh, now, I can no. see I can see where you're where you're coming from because yeah. they're very different in terms very. of the aesthetic that they yeah. bring to the screen, but I love him in Poldark. I'm just obsessed by Poldark. I'm not even quite sure what the story of Poldark is. <laughs> Don't care. I've watched it for two years on a Sunday night. Just Beautiful rolling waves, him and horses on the beach and it's like... Yeah, my kind of If somebody said, "What's the story?" Not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. On the one hand, my my head is saying they got offered him 120 million. Of course, he's going to do another one. Yeah. But on the other hand, the last bond that he did 
was very final to me. Like he was practically going, giving yeah. Yeah. Like everyone the finger at the yeah. end yeah. because he was done with it. Like he yeah. was absolutely done with it. Mm. Um, and so I'm kind of disappointed. In I a know, way. I do. And sometimes there is that one film too far. And, you know, but I suppose with any character that sort of regenerates, regenerates like Doctor Who or yeah. like Bond or anyone who there, there's been a lot of incarnations. I think, um, you know, if, if it's a successful kind of dynamic or they have somewhere to go with it I don't mm. think you I mean okay 120 million he's probably not yeah, going to turn think it down went, yeah whatever forget about the script but they might have the come up with something that he was kind of more comfortable with mm. and you know something that he kind it's of felt it's not smiling that's for sure well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. maybe he just doesn't have a nice smile I don't know we'll talk about I, I sweet young girls pouting I know I mean he's just yeah. a pout King of okay. yeah. lovely. Oh, I, I love like he, I love when he like does the yeah. know, jump out of the train and fixes the cufflinks and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like smile once in a while yeah. for God's sake. You're Bond. You're supposed to be charming. I love, when I he love started off. When I liked I like cheesy. Cheesy. more cheese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So do I. But tongue in cheek, like Pierce Brosnan. I really yeah. Didn't yeah. Think yeah. yeah. But when I Daniel did. Craig started off, he was like a blonde Bond, and it was like no, that's that's awful. What's wrong? You know. So he's had he's gone from that to being quite a definitive Bond, and I. I suppose he's been really lucky that um, a lot of the technological advances in filmmaking have mm. allowed it to be so spectacular. Mm. And his films were good. They were good films Bond and they were well written. Mm. Um, but I just think, you know, I ah, look, I, I, I mean, I'll go and watch it. You'd oh, so I. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would be quite happy if I was yeah. Daniel Craig to walk sourly to the bank with my 120 Absolutely. million check. So I'm sure he's bombing. I'm sure he smiles Jeez. at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do well, Miss Girl, one more time. Well, Miss Girl. <laughs> Do the noise one more time. <laughs> Hello. Hello was Karen Power. Well, Miss Girl was Claude Power. And oh, <laughs> Emily Brophy. Thanks very much for joining me on this week's Back Chat. Back Chat with Maria McCann. Thanks for listening. You can find episodes of Back Chat at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And you'll find regular updates if you like the Back Chat with Maria McCann Facebook page. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. 